on axes, armor, and amulets. The party finally gets back together after a harrowing dance in the dark to continue their journey looking for Hashnag in the Star Metal Hills. But is there a snake among them? Find out what happens this week in episode 46, Barbarian Exposition. Welcome back. Whatever you, whatever your heart desires. Okay. Welcome back to Axe's Armor and Amulets, where we all must try not to metagame, as we must not be suspicious of Pansy, for we don't know <laughs> if she lost or won her battle last episode. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Well done, Catherine. Well done. <laughs> you gotta, actually, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about that for a minute. Not even the metagaming part, but like leaving the actual results of that pod, like that battle, out of the podcast. What, like, how do you guys feel about that? Well, I mean, I can honestly say we genuinely don't know. So it's kind of cool to be in the viewers uh, or the audience, I guess, in seats for a minute. Mm-hmm. But not just that, like, it's also, I mean, kind of annoying, but also kind of good for plot. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're running under the assumption that Pansy lost, but that's not, we don't know that. You, you also don't know that I fought anyone. Yeah. Right, we, 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 exactly. So, so we, the players, are running under this assumption that's... We assume, but we're, we could be wrong. This could actually be, this legit could be fancy. It could. We won't know. Or it Let's could be Valkane. Or it could be Valkane, and he's going to stab us in, a, in our death. And, didn't come out. and you guys, as the players, have no idea. Yeah. We don't know which is which. So the problem is, like, I know things that I would do as Emma if I was suspicious of this. But I can't be suspicious of this because Emma doesn't know. (laughs) Yeah, I, Um, even in the moment, like, I wasn't, I don't know how I totally feel about keeping the results of that battle off of the podcast right now. You know, it's great for intrigue, and I've got you guys so anxious about it that it's going to be hilarious. But I don't, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm not sure. Also, the other interesting thing that I totally forgot about, since Viridian was unconscious, we should have been taking watches over the night. But we kind of played it as if we were in the tiny hut. I mean, I, I just kind of gave the night to you. like. Yeah. I was thinking it was one of those things um, where, you know, we just kind of passed out. Well, you know, sometimes that happens after the adrenaline comes down, like... You're just True. exhausted, and I mean, even if someone was supposed to keep watch, like, there would be real good arguments for, you know. Yeah, we con- all passed out. Yeah, con checks to make sure that you did, in fact, stay awake. But, you know, we did. I decided to let you guys have an uninterrupted night just to fuck with y'all, basically. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But, like, actually, that brings to the point. So, does 
Because Viridian was completely unconscious. Correct. And she's had a full night's rest. So is she fully healed or is she only partially healed because... So I am I am pretty sure that the rule in 5th edition is you regain all hit points and hit die on a long rest. No matter the condition you went into it. Correct. Unless it's like exhaustion. Even the exhaustion. Like what'll happen is you'll gain all your HP mm-hmm. and all your hit die and you go up one level of the exhaustion track. Right. All right. I mean, I'll take a. Um, at the end of a long rest, the character regains all lost hit point, except for any that would be hit point, or uh, except for any max HP reduced. Right, which there we came go. across with the horrible ass forest. Mm-hmm. Right then. So, that is. Most interesting. Yeah, see, in um, in Pathfinder, you regain your level plus your con modifier, which is rough. Yeah. Now that barbarian that's got sixty HP at level five, but only regains you know eight after a long rest. Rough. Speaking of uh, uh, level right? five and all that stuff. We got some uh, we got some levels to talk about. Uh-huh. So uh, who wants to talk about level six? I'll I'll pass. For Pansy slash maybe not Pansy. Uh, Cornelius will. Talk to me, Cornelius. Naturally, uh, I'm multi-class, so <laughs> I took course. a level of fighter. Taking that fighter dip. Yep. Uh, so I get a fighting style. Um, I picked archery because I'm a crossbow expert. So there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's anything else that I get for one fighter. Oh, um, second wind uh, was another one. Some self heals always a good thing. And that's uh, it's a D ten for fighters, I think. Yep. Yeah, the self healing is good, especially because our only healer has a anger problem. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I got, I got eight. For well, my, uh... I was about to be really excited. I was like, "Ooh, I rolled a 10. Nope, that was a one on a tens D ten. So that would be one on my side. Oh. So then, do I get eight? Yes. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. Who wants to go next? I can go next. Tell us about Torben. I don't get a lot, but it's fine. It's actually kind of interesting. For it's not the kind of barbarian um, ability you think. Uh, not the ability you think barbarian would get. It's called Path of the Wild Magic. Path of Wild Magic. Called bolstering magic. You can harness your wild magic to bolster your com- bolster yourself or a companion. As an action, you can touch one creature, which can be yourself, and confer one of the following benefits of your choice to that creature. <clears throat> 
for 10 minutes, the creature can roll a D3, and whenever making a attack roll or ability check, add that number to the roll, uh, rolled to the D20 uh, roll that you'll be making for that. Roll a D3, and the creature regains one expended spell slot, the level of which equals the number of the uh, rolled or lower, the creature's choice. Once a creature uh, receives this benefit, that creature can't receive it again until after a long rest. You can take this action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. So you either you either essentially give someone was it guidance or bless, or yeah. you can or you can give them harness divine power for up to a third level spell slot. Yeah, that's freaking a, a, dope. It's a great ability. It's just you don't expect to see a um, what's it called? Uh, a barbarian. A, a barbarian with um, what's the, I'm, I'm I'm just lost for words today. Magic. Mad yeah, magic. But I mean, not like, magic, but like a barbarian with with buff. support features. Support. Well, like support. yeah, it's a support feature which you don't usually see in barbarians. But I don't mind it. I like it actually. I it mean that. Plays- that also kind of makes sense for Torben too, though. Like he's just so yeah. outgoing and like friendly with people that for him to be able to, yeah. you know, pat Emma on the back and give Emma a D three for the next ten minutes for every D twenty roll. Yeah. Or no, knowing yeah. how low how how little she has for spell slots, getting that spell slot back can actually yeah. could actually be clutch too. Yeah. Like you there's, have- I feel like the Torben Emma, like. Combo is probably going to be pretty epic when they get going. When they get together. Relentless endurance, because you two together kind of sound like that. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Torben, Emma, that could be a a deadly combo. You say it might be a a power couple? (laughs) A power couple? You have the most bard barian I've ever oh, seen. <laughs> Without any bard. So barbarian <laughs> and clairbarian. The, the, the heart of a bard. The heart of a barbarian. More like the heart on of a bard. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> Christ. You want to roll that P12? You started it. I have, right yeah, that's, I mean, that's true. But... Before we started recording yeah that's true we'll we'll never be a family-friendly podcast it's no right. well we i think nope. we say this like every other episode i mean i mean it's true <laughs> it's so true all right speaking of the clarabarian let's talk about the clarabarian would you go barbarian or cleric the my- clarabarian went cleric my hp oh that's right oh, oh yeah corbin yeah. yeah. more hp though HP. yes he does oh he does. He's well well, I have a 12, because that's what I just rolled. Oh, heck yeah. I got four. All right. Wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a d12. <laughs> All right. All right, Clarebarian. All right, the Clarebarian <laughs> is also knitting. Um, hang on. So, Emma decided to go after all the the poop that went down on the mountain and in the forest. Um, she did take a level of cleric, which means she now has an actual, like, a level spell slot? What does she have? Um, she didn't really get 
much at third level cleric, but she did get, she does now have Lesser Restoration in her repertoire. That <sighs> would have, yeah, that would have been much needed but, about um, 10 episodes ago. But, uh, yeah. Life goes on. Such, such is the way of the world. But, you know, in memory of Kelty, um, she has it now. Um, I think pretty much think that's what she got for. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't get really any anything else other than another spell slot. Mm-hmm. Which, as... <sighs> Uh, which we just talked about for Emma is kind of clutch, though. It's kind of clutch because she only she only had three before, um, and now she has four level ones and two level twos. So, yeah, hey, she went from like three spell slots to five, so that's pretty pretty nifty. I would say so. And what is a cleric's hit die? That uh, would be a d eight. Five. Seven. All right. And last oh, but certainly have. not least, let's talk to Maria and uh, Viridian, a.k.a. character number three. Four. Three. That three. almost died uh, two episodes ago. Almost made character number four. Yep. Uh, but... Yay, Emma did her job. <laughs> yes. So I'll be taking another level in Wizard. Um, I get... Even squishier. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> she, t- she took the tough feet. <laughs> <laughs> We love you, Maria. (laughs) It's fine. Um, I got something called Manifest Mind. Um, So I can conjure forth the mind of my awakened spell book, which is something I got at level two that I didn't know. But yeah, that's a thing. Um, As a bonus action, while the book is on your person, you can cause the mind to manifest as a tiny spectral object hovering in an unoccupied space of your choice within 60 feet of you. The spectral mind is intangible and doesn't occupy its space, and it sheds dim light in a 10-foot radius. It looks like a ghostly tome, a cascade of text, or a scholar from your past. My choice. While manifested, the spectral mind can hear and see, and it has dark vision with a range of 60 feet. The mind can telepathically share with you what it sees and hears, no action required. Whenever you cast a wizard spell on your turn, you can cast it as if you were in the spectral mind's space instead of your own, using its senses. You can do so a number of times per day equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Well... Am I the only one hearing how broken that is? Can we can we talk about how that could have Ow. literally solved all of your problems four episodes ago? Yes. And that and is. hold on, and Maria, is, this is is this something you got at level six 
Or is this something you had last level? Level six. Okay. All right. Okay. Still um, epic. Holy mackerel. As a bonus action, you can cause the spectral mind to hover up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that you or it can see. It can pass through creatures, but not objects. Um, it stops manifesting if it is ever more than 300 feet away from me. If someone casts a spell magic on it. If the awakened spellbook is destroyed. If you die, which could very well happen. <laughs> you dismiss the spectral mind as a bonus action. Once you conjure the mind, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. Until you expend a spell slot of any level to conjure it again. And apparently my awakened spell book, um, when I cast a wizard spell, I can temporary repl temporarily replace its damage with a type that appears in another spell in my spell book, which magically alters the spell's formula for this casting only. The latter spell must be of the same level as the spell you ex uh, as the spell slot you expend. So what you're saying is you could walk well. into, a, you could send this thing into a room of enemies, and then just cast fireball, and none of us get hurt, and it's just in that room. It also sounds like it doesn't even have to be fireball; it could be like thunderball. Yeah. Yeah. I, it like could, as long as you cast a thunder spell, or it could be like lightning instead, or force, or force. Force. Force <laughs> is always a good one. Who? You could also you necrotic. Could you cast that fireball, but change its its damage to whatever you wanted it to be. Basically, as long as she has a spell of that fighting, damage. If you're fighting fight, uh, fire giants, you can make it ice damage. Yep. Ice ball. Or cold. You aren't using this all the time. You're doing this spell roll, this, this ability roll. Because this is a I, crazy ability. I just found out about this. It is crazy. That is I, ridiculously that powerful. That isn't that what Mistletoe no. did? No. No. Mistletoe had something similar to this, but the right. ability oh, to change. Like yeah, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Technically, I had that since level two, and I didn't know it. Wait, I thought we just Wait. established that you didn't have it. No, the she didn't have, like, the, the spell, glowy spellbook part, but. Uh, she had the ooh. part where she could change the damage type. Oh, yeah, still, still very powerful, but I see. Ooh. damn, son. Anyway, my hit die is a d six. <laughs> oh, and I also gain another spell slot. You don't have to be in the room with your enemy. You don't need hit points anymore. <laughs> Two, three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I squishy. The Viridian, still the squishy. Oh, the squishy. Oh, apparently I already have the tough feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, my current hit points is 50. Emma's got 73 now. And my art, my AC is 13. <laughs> Tiny but mighty. 
glass cannon. That's what you are. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well then, I guess we should uh, get back to the situation at hand. Last episode, we left off where Torben was walking towards Pansy with his arm outstretched, crying her victory praise, and blackout. We go back many years ago. And we find ourselves in Waterdeep at a, what appears to be some immaculately tended noble's estate. The garden is pristine, the walls and the stone are polished and clean. And we go through a series of corridors and we see a bustling of people, of humans, elves, half-elves, some halflings, People of all kind going about their day-to-day business. And we find ourselves in a familiar-looking library as a Lars Spurlock appears to be speaking with some lord or lady. We follow along and we cannot hear what is being said, but the camera pans behind them as they walk down the corridor, and just as they make a turn, our camera seems to dip kind of into a what should have been a wall. It almost looks like a hollowed-out cubby, almost. And as our camera moves through this hollowed-out cubby, we hear the giggling of children. And we see a human girl with light skin, blue eyes, dark hair, maybe, maybe 10 years old. And we see a half-elf boy. They're giggling as if they're up to no good. The mischievous giggles of children that may not understand that they're going to get in trouble for this, but are having fun doing it anyways. And as these kids are hiding in this cubby, kind of looking out, peeking around, making sure no adults are nearby. This half-elf, who for some reason we know his name, as if the subtitles gave it away, Hallen. Hallen looks to Pansy. Wanna, wanna see something? My dad told me it needed to be a secret, but I wanna share with my best friend. And Hallen from his pocket pulls what looks like a simple amulet with the silver insignia of a heart. My dad said one day this would be important, but right now I just think it looks really cool. This human child looks at the amulet before she hesitates slightly. Her human brow furrows and then loosens. I have a secret too. Wanna see? Hallen shakes his head vigorously. Any ten-year-old wants to know secrets. This human child begins to allow her human disguise to drop. Her light skin, blue eyes, and dark hair begin swirling with white shades until that white color permeates all of her. This is what I really look like, but I can't tell anyone. 
My dad says it could get me in, like, serious danger. I could even be kicked out of the city. Helen, wide-eyed, jumps up and proclaims, I would keep you safe, Pansy. I won't let anyone hurt my best friend. And both kids begin laughing, the laugh that children do, as Pansy and Helen look at each other. The laughter turns into a smile, which turns into an awkward moment of blushing. Blackout. Once again, we find ourselves in the same corridor with the same nobles and the same Lars Spurlock walking down the corridor. And in the same cubby, we see a male changeling carving out stick figures of a mother he never knew and stabbing them with a stick. Our camera comes back to to Torben as he's congratulating Pansy on her victory. Pansy, what do you do upon hearing your friends and companions awake? I hope you slept well. I watched over you last night. I'm glad that you rested. You must have had a terrible time. I think for the meantime, while uh, I'm still wanted and in this area, probably look a little different. I'm going to look over at Emma and say, do you think Peter will do the trick or another? With Peter, how are you? Were you able to get away? I was. Uh, It was a bit of a struggle, but we'll talk about it another time. Okay. Ah, I'm so glad you're all well-rested. Life is so short and fleeting. My precious dear friends. Uh, You okay, Pansy? I will be. I will be, dear Emma. So, Pansy, do you introduce um, Torben, Cornelius, and Viridian to uh, your alter ego, Peter? I'm going to start changing into Peter, the human male. Uh, I'm going to adjust my armor a little bit, maybe turn my leather inside out or something. You know, just a little... A little different. Because that's how armor works. You just turn it inside out, still totally functional. You know what? Well, I mean, changeling, my, my armor has got to be two-sided. Uh, that was never That was never a conversation we had. <laughs> she has studded leather, so technically she's stabbing herself with metal. With metal, oh, yeah. Okay. No, that wouldn't be fun. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll turn into... <laughs> I'll turn into Peter in front of my friends so that they can see that this is me now. As long as I'm wanted in this area, I put you, my dear friends, in grave danger. So I will keep a different form until this danger has passed. Right. How are you doing, Viridian? 
Oh, I feel a lot better. I mean, that fireball was scary, don't you know? Yeah. Talk to you right out. But are you well enough to travel? You still oh, have yeah. a long way to go. Oh, yeah. Right. And Emma's gonna, you know, everybody obviously eat some breakfast and then we head out. Yeah, uh, Cor- Cornelius is gonna be like, holy shit, Tor, did you just see that? Oh, yeah, because Cornelius hasn't, uh... I've been in the dark for, like, two episodes. I haven't seen anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he he would probably just grab a, a stick and, like, poke her with it. And <laughs> uh, it would slap her forehead. Him? I'm Peter now. I'll poke you back. <laughs> Good lord. Help. <laughs> oh, gosh. Are there bones in there, or is it just kind of like jello and, and just kind of takes whatever shape? Ah, uh, I'm standing right in front of you. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, I can see it now. <laughs> Let's just go. We've been off track for too long. We need to just go. Yes, I agree. Okay. You guys uh, are headed almost due north, straight into Star Metal Hills. Do you guys remember why you're headed to Star Metal Hills? We are going to see the friend, the friend, the friend whose name I have, uh, not, okay, hang on. I totally forgot to write down his name. Harshnag. Harshnag, thank you. Do you remember? How did you forget Harshnag? What did you say? <laughs> How could you forget Harshnag? <laughs> Did you because remember? I didn't write it down. Every Tom, Dick, and Harshnag. Come on. Oh well, now I'll remember it. Uh, he's a frost giant, and he might be able to help us figure some more things out about the. It's not thundering. The, the, the this giant problem. Like the the problem yes, with the ordning, the shattering of the ordning. Yes, the shattering of the ordning. He may have information. We're gonna go see him because Zephyros told us to go see him. And all you know is that he's somewhere in the Star Metal Hills. And he's a frost giant. And he's a frost giant. That's all you know. That's all we know. That's all you know. How hard can it be to find a frost giant? I mean, really. I hope. Uh, probably should have gotten more directions. Oops. <laughs> do, do we know what he does? Uh, that may give us a lead on where to find him. You well, guys. Sounds like he's a studious person, like like our our friend. You guys were told by Zephyros that Harshnag is a friend to the small folk and 
is welcomed in Waterdeep as part of the uh, uh, a band of adventurers known as the Greys. So probably probably the only frost giant welcomed in Waterdeep. But uh, yeah, so he is he is essentially an adventurer. So when we get into no, Metal Hills. I'm sorry, Sagan. What does what does what does Emma know about the Star Metal Hills? Like, kind of trying to think of like where might adventuring folk go in the Star Metal Hills? Where is is there something interesting that she's heard about that's in these thick hills? Um, how about we have everyone roll a history check on Star Metal Hills? Ooh. Ten for Viridian. Seven for Cornelius. Eighteen. Eighteen for Peter. Torben? Bueller? Muted. Yeah, I'm muted. I realized I was muted. I made several comments that were inappropriate. (laughs) 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 Must have been a good good thing. And I was like, nobody's reacting to these. Maybe they're just not good. Wow, what a what a dead crowd today. <laughs> uh, no. Um, Torbin will just... He's going to give Peter a wink. It was about Peter, so... Um, and uh, I'm just going to ask. I've only been in the, on this plane for like four years, and I have a negative one to history. Shit, would I know about the story? Uh, well... No, let's you, see if you've heard something interesting. You might. Fair enough. I, maybe I heard something in a tavern. An 18, maybe a 18. We got three 18s here. Three 18s. Okay. Why well, keep you around, Tor? Because I don't know nothing. <laughs> you got um, it, boss. So, Torben, with your 18, and as someone from the, the Feywild, you know that Star Metal Hills has received its name because for some reason it has been the target of several. Uh, supernaturally caused meteor showers over the last several thousand years. Alright. I'm gonna say uh, that I'm gonna look at the group and be like, I'm gonna tell them that. Like, it's been all, there's been a lot of supernatural meteor showers. And I'll look, I'm gonna look at Emma and Peter and say, perfect place for a date. <laughs> Are you trying oh. to double date us? Oh. Huh. If only you'll allow it. Emma, so, uh, star metal. What exactly? <laughs> that's what uh Perfect. That's what I wanted. That's what your that's what your armor's made out of, right? Looking yeah. at it. And your arrows. Oh yes. Yes. So maybe there's even more star metal there. Does it Ooh. actually come from the stars? I mean it comes from the sky. Why didn't you ask these questions when we were, like, having the star metal done? I don't know. Life seems more... (sighs) bleeding. Right. I could ask my brother. Uh, you guys... You guys also know that the armor you're wearing is adamantium, and that the giants called it star metal. Right. 
but it is adamantium. 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 No, adamantium. Adamantium is Wolverine. Adamantine is D&D, right? Yes. Oh, whatever, whatever. The, <laughs> whatever. The, 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 the A metal. The A metal. <laughs> <laughs> Something stronger and lighter than titanium. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's... You guys know it's, it's adamantine. The giant called it star metal. And now, of course, you're headed to Star Metal Hills. I am in the in the market for a new blade. Uh, and then, then we have to find a person who can forge it. Ooh, or I can get things on my antlers for, that, that make them spiker, spikier. That'd be pretty cool. And then I mean, Emma that, that and actually cool. uh, Emma and Peter. Sorry, trying to give you guys more information before you go back to role playing. Sorry, uh, you guys know that. The Star Metal Hills is uh, haunted is not the right word in the sense that it is haunted by ghosts and, and stuff like that, but it is it is occupied and haunted by various tribes of Uthgar. Think of them as like the savage barbarians of the northern frontier. We got two barbarians. And she would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be fine. Does any of this information give us, like, an idea of where to kind of go in the Star Metal Hills? Unfortunately, not really. I mean, you guys had, from experience of what you've been told and what you've seen from the giants you know, by Zephyros and then the fire giants that were attacking Tribor, is the giants were looking for star metal, which, what better place to look for it than star metal hills? Star metal hills. You also know that the giants are looking for some sort of power or ability to upset the hierarchy of giants. Right. I mean, if, if, Harshnag is like Zephyros in trying to find information. Maybe the Star Metal Hills will have something. And if you know, uh, Torben knows that it's a super supernatural phenomenon that is drawing meteors to this mm. area of the world, maybe there's something here. But I'm if I've heard it, he's definitely heard it. You know what I mean? Yep. And also, you know, let's let's take a moment to recap because I'm sure you guys have talked to Cornelius, Torben, and Viridian to let them know, like, what you guys, like, what you and Pansy, you know, Emma and Pansy are doing. So why don't you, you know, for our audience who may have been listening for the last 50 episodes now, um, or close to 50 episodes, why don't you... Let us know what you guys know of what seems to be happening. Uh, do I have to do it all in Emma voice? You don't have to do it in Emma voice if you don't want to. <laughs> okay, good, because I don't think I could talk that long, long in Emma <laughs> voice. The god of the giants is missing in action, and they've all kind of gone crazy for power. Like, there's an epic 
power struggle happening amongst the giants. And we, with the aid of Zephyros, are attempting to right the, the situation however we can. And and the other thing is that we know from Zephyros is that the king of the giants is also missing and his daughter hasn't really done anything yet to try and bring any order to the situation. But yeah, they're all father. They're they're thank God. Um Ammon. had set out this Ammon had set out this ordining that kept the giants in this nice little hierarchical order and it was something that basically they felt um, so that they all felt when it left. (laughs) And they were going, oh, I don't have to obey this anymore, so I'm gonna be the top dog. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of you know a, a a part that you know as I've looked back and listened back that I'm not sure I did a a, a good enough job of explaining uh, through Zephyros's voice and and you know pain, but this ordining you know straight from the book it is a hierarchical hierarchical little hierarchical thank you structure that giants subconsciously feel it is not a you know hill giants may have not ever met a stone giant but they know that they are lower in the hierarchy i see and that subconscious knowledge of of their place with their cousins is just I mean, they woke up. They didn't even wake up one morning, and it was gone. It woke them up when it disappeared. And they went, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like a, a piece of knowing who they are ceased to exist. So basically, the the giants have all come across a identity crisis. Essentially, yeah. So is the problem that they're all kind of in chaos, or are they like getting ready to go to war with each other? Like, the hill giants are like, oh, you know what? Screw you guys. Oh. And, the, and then, like, the ice giants are like, yeah, you know what? Screw you guys. Well, and that's and that's the thing is you have seen and heard from Zephyros. Like, Zephyros's castle was destroyed by, other by, giants. by, uh, by storm giants. Oh, yeah, but aren't storm giants, aren't cloud giants? Oh, I guess it doesn't matter. Storm giants but, are the highest. And then, so, yeah. for the purpose so of I'm- this story, from top to bottom, it goes storm cloud, fire, ice, stone, hill. I see. So, for the purpose of this story. So, like, the storm giants came down and decided to destroy Zephyros' tower. And then the fire giants are trying to ally with orcs to find star metal for who knows what purpose. And they're destroying whatever they're getting a hold of. And there are reports... Mm -hmm. I mean, once you guys get to your next town, you know, I'm kind of lifting the veil here but there are attacks you know even in tribe in tribor like when you guys were in talking with dorothra you know one of the writers yep. came in and said hey from the south we're getting reports of giant attacks like the giants are moving but no one knows where they're moving to i see 
you know, against each other, maybe, against the small folk, possibly, against the dragons even. What way to gain favor in the eyes of your all-father than to destroy your your natural hated enemy? Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's just chaos right now because no one knows what's happening. And the only one who could put, you know, some order to this, King Hecaton, is MIA, apparently. Mm. Along with God. Like, uh, yeah, basically. Well, somewhere. Who knows? Like, maybe they're just over being daddy. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, we need a vacation. You guys can figure it out. Ugh, fudge, you can't figure it out yet. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I know I definitely got the impression that this was this was something that was just kind of part of them, and it disappeared. Oh, and yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty much left them in in sort of an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. I'm always in a identity crisis. I've oh. never had an identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pansy. Peter. <laughs> Peter Pansy. Spe- speaking of Peter Pansy and, and identity crises. Uh, whoever's proficient in survival, roll me some roll me some checks. Pretty sure I am. Not it. Nope. Hang on, I'm getting to the rolls channel. Ooh, uh, 25 for Peter. 18 for Torben. Alright. Excuse me. <clears throat> As you guys come over the crest of a hill headed into, you know, what appears to be the star metal hills you guys get to witness and see midday that the star metal hills are are a a range of rocky rolling knolls between the neverwinter woods far off in the distance and the long the long road and as torben knows they are named uh, because the area has been the target of several meteor showers over the last thousand years, caused by supernatural phenomenon. Phenomena. Ba, ba, da, da. Sorry. Phenomenon. Dragon. Someone in space <laughs> is trying to kill the dragon. Da, 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 da. Anyways, so these hills, <laughs> this is not a, you know, mountainous plateau where you guys have to, like, stumble upon things. If you find a particularly high hill or knoll to get a vantage point on, you can see quite a ways with the proper use of items, material, spells, etc. Let's find us a high hill. I look for a really tall guy that's made out of ice. You're looking for a really tall blue guy. So, you know, the the, the hill shouldn't be too bad. No matter where he is, he's going to stick out pretty much. That's what we're hoping. Unless they can shapeshift, too. Wouldn't that be interesting? I hope not. Shapeshifter's enough for me. Do-do-do-do. Manamana. Do-do-do-do. Alright, so, as you guys start heading into these uh, rolling Noli hills. What are you looking for with your survival checks? Like, what is it you are trying 
to look for on clues to help you find the whereabouts of Harshnag. Really big footprints or a house with really tall doors. I'm looking for signs of um, star metal. Like, like looking for like precious metals, that kind of stuff. I think... Uh, someone, someone look for a path. How about that? Yeah, I think Cornelius would look for um, a path. Maybe if there was any animals around, because if there's no animals, they're pro- the giants are probably eating them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know if there's more than one. No, there's he's, there's only one that's allowed there. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's not that's not the case. We don't know. We don't know how many other giants might be here. We just know the giant we want is that is here. So yeah, I think I'd probably look for a path like um, that's big enough for giants to use. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, probably signs of other things like other creatures that have been living off the land and stuff because I don't want anything to like, jump out and surprise us. How is this land as far as vegetation? Is it pretty much all rocky? It's, uh, have you, I'm assuming you guys have seen Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Think of the Gap of oh, Rohan, wow. where it is rolling yeah. plains with, like, craggy, rocky, uh, like, fragments of rock and boulder and that kind so of thing. So it's like the, the Baron in, in Ireland. Ireland. Yes, but more green. Uh, have you seen the Baron in Ireland? Uh, that's nothing get more green than no, that. No, no. Yeah. I, I apologize. But, but it's it's very green, but it's also got a lot of freaking rocks, which is why it's called the Baron. It's uh, not actually barren, but it's just rocky. And they actually have caves there. I never expected a cave in Ireland. I don't know why, but... Anyway. I'm thinking more like along the lines, personally. Like, how do I say it? Like it's it's like green, but the grass is like low, and there's rocks right underneath. Like, you can't plant anything but there. It's probably like he- like there's lots of heather. Yeah, like very green, but no very no, low like low lying. Green. Yeah, low lying plants, which is great because it gives us a long way. And Emma is actually. I want to roll something for Emma to see if she can find like. <sighs> there's star metal in the hills like dwarves you would think there would be potentially something here if it's been going if like these meteor showers have been happening happening for so long um so she's kind of looking for signs that there have been other people who have come to try and mine the star metal from these hills like a dwarven road similar to what we saw on the mountain yeah, like a dwarven road that actually has like signs, actual street sign type things. Parker, mm-hmm. yeah. So I got a thirteen on my perception. Okay. Anyone else want to roll a perception check? Meridian will. Twenty-three for Peter. Seven. Okay. Uh, I'm still recovering from her brush with death. It's okay, Viridian. 
<laughs> oh, I was gonna say I'm like enthralled by the rolling hills. Cornelia's got a five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm doing terrible. So as you guys come a- a- across a uh, you know uh, a-, a fairly large hill, Pansy, you are able to see in the distance what appears to be a maybe a small tribe of like you can see what appears to be some sort of structure uh you can see a little bit of the smoke as it whisks and disappears into the air um you know this is still quite a distance away but there is a tribe of people to the we're uh northwest are, are they northwest let me uh, do, 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 do. yes north i will um I will point this out and say, well, if we're looking for someone, perhaps we should start there. Where there's smoke, there's fire. So maybe there's ice, giant. Where there's smoke, there's fire, and maybe some ice. I like it. We we also know that... I mean, what do we know about the tribes? Like, we know they're savage barbarians. Well, that's what they said about you. But you're perfectly reasonable. Right. Like, do we know that they can be reasonable? Roll some mystery checks. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's called being savage in the sheets and respectful in the streets. <laughs> well, Emma got a ah. net 20. 11. I know yeah. nothing today. Peter got uh, Like I said, it's okay. You had a brush with death. You're probably getting a piggyback ride. <gasps> Am I? Are you giving me a piggyback ride? Yeah, Emma's probably giving you a piggyback ride. That <laughs> one for his history check. But you're a halfling. You can re-roll it. Oh yeah. Is that like? Corbin is uh, too busy flirting with Emma to. Uh, How about a ten? <laughs> what was the highest you guys got? 23. Emma rolled a nat 20. Um, Emma, you would know that the hospitality of these group of Uthgart people is dependent on which tribe you're stumbling upon and how you approach them. You also know with a 23 that there is a tribe of, of Uthgart people who are hostile to literally everyone and everything other than their tribe. But with a 23, you can't remember what that tribe's name is. Notes. So we just walk up Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> Bumblebee do Tuna. I kn- do I know anything about the best way to approach them? Oh, oh, let's go sell some Girl Scout cookies. What's a Girl Scout cookie? <laughs> uh, we could we could bake some bread and uh or or we've got some rations. Say uh we're there to trade. Everybody loves a trader. <laughs> I'd be afraid they'd want something uh more valuable than bread though. I don't know. Maybe maybe we should uh 
just walk up and um scout him out. Yeah, who's uh who's sneaky? Time I sent you to sneak someplace, we ended up running. Yeah. You know, we all have our days. This is fair. Very fair. Well, let's let's get closer and see if anything becomes more apparent as we get closer. Yes, let's uh, let us move cautiously closer. So you guys are going to get closer. Yeah, yeah. we're going to get closer to the next rise. Stop, take another look, see if we see anything more that helps us out, like a flag okay. or okay. symbol on a tent. Okay. Stop. Signs right. of trade. Things like that. Maybe come across a scout, which will help us attractive people. All right. Okay. I'm tracking. Okay. You're going to do all this stuff and you're going to do it next week. Thank you.